G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney preview show for the time honoured Bondi. Uh, I went back to have a look at the history of this race just prior and uh, I can happily say that this is the second time this race has been a thing and so far Kubrick has lived up to the great race by not winning another race since. Um, but he's nominated for Doombin this Saturday. So look forward to seeing how Kubrick goes. But potentially it could be a race that uh, sparks him back into a little bit of form. Mark Sheehan, welcome to the Sydney preview, the Bondi. Uh, quick thoughts on the card? Well, I love the Bondi. I've backed every winner at the Bondi. Um, <laughs> so far. Uh, look, there's a couple of thin races, a couple of good races near the death there. So, um, yeah, interesting day. Um could be a couple of scratchings. We've got a bit of rain predicted as well. Um, rail at four, so we'll just have to see. But rain predicted uh, race morning, I believe. Yeah. Mark Roden, if that rain falls, how much time are you going to be spending actually punting on Saturday as opposed to preparing yourself for the, the majestic Tigers to oh. do battle with the Cats? No, I've got to, I've got to uh, try and get a quid. We'll, um, I'll just play it as it lies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they might get some rain, but they might not get much, and I imagine it's going to be pretty firm to start with, so I'm not going to let that worry me yet. I'll wait, wait for the day to see what happens there. I see we've got another north to northwesterly or something forecast on Saturday, and that's just had no impact last Saturday and had no impact at Kenzo yesterday. So I don't know if they put up a brick wall or something, but um, that, that, that old fence off with a northeast wind or northerly wind um, theory seems to be out the window at the moment. Well, it was straight into their face both days and, and leaders were still winning. It was quite surprising there on Wednesday and Saturday and it was pretty stiff into their face. So, um, yeah, we've found, thrown that out the window for a while, I suppose. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, keep an eye on things anyway as the, as the day unfolds. We're going to be previewing race five through race eight. So we'll start with the Tats Cup over 2,400. The listed race up will go the, the market and then... Uh, well, my speed map, but I must say it's not a overly interesting speed map from that point of view. Uh, Mark Shane, I'll start with yourself. Did you have any opinion of any of these runners in race five? Well, I, I would put a blindfold on and get the pin out here. I don't know whose turn it is this week. Um, this is how far I've I've gone backwards in life. I'm tipping girl Tuesday. Um, thought a good run two starts ago. Took off early in the Metro, so I'm prepared to give it another chance with Nash from Barrier number one. But I wouldn't have a bet in this race at gunpoint. Three from four for me, um, but not betting. Yeah, it does look a little bit like that. Mark Roden, have you managed to find yourself an angle here? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to back Girl Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for a life-changing amount, but I think I have to back it. Um, as Mark said, took off early in the Metrop and fought on quite well uh, in what was a vastly superior race to this. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to quantify jockey changes, uh, gee, boss to Henry Willie, you just think of a number and treble it. So um, it's it's about as good as they get at the moment, that jockey change. Uh, and it's about $6. I think it's, you know, you've got bloody Ducon's favourite, isn't it? It's fair dinkum. I mean, that's that speaks volumes of the quality of this. So... Um, not going to beat myself up if it runs unplaced, but I think I have to have something on Girl Tuesday at around six dollars. Yeah, this is it was it was too hard for me. It was too hard, and in the end, I just wrote one word on the on the sheet and just says no. So no means no. Uh, race six, we'll move straight <laughs> along. It is the Bondi, the million dollar race over the mile for the three year olds. Uh, Mark Roden, you're saying the capacity field is fourteen plus emergencies? Oh no, eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> 18 and four emergencies they're prepared for, and they've got 10 with a million bucks on the table. 
Yep. And uh, now, uh, I mean, look, we'll start with um, with the obvious in terms of Peltzer and what he was able to do last start. He's got SP over over Prime Star. Is it just as simple as that, that if he gets control of the race and even if the rain falls, he's produced a good figure on a heavy track? Is it just that simple, Mark Shan? Well, the rain will certainly help Peltzer probably more than any other runner here, bar Thermosphere if it runs here. It's also in the Mooney Valley, so we don't know where it's going to run. They're probably the two best trackers in the race. Primestar has one on a heavy track, but it was a bad failure on a heavy, but that was a very much rail-dominated meeting that day. So I think he probably gets through it. Um, the fly in the ointment could be Eliza Beale here for Peltzer. Um, they were very negative on her last week. And I don't think from an inside draw that they will be as far back. In fact, I think they'll be rolling forward early. So Peltzer might have to do a little bit more work than uh, he did last start. Look, I'm just going prime star because he'd had three weeks between runs and was jumping from 12 to 15. Look, he still is a query at 1,600 metres, but I don't think they'll be as negative out of the stalls with him. I think he'd be a little bit closer. And just banking on Eliza Bill, just being a little bit more of a pest of Peltzer, um, I'm going two from one, so prime star for me. Mark Roden, what does the market look like compared with your rated prices at this early stage? Um, fa fairly similar. Um, I've got Peltzer on top at about 3.30. Um, I'm not petrified of the 1,600. It didn't really look like he was crying out for 1,600 last time, but he's by so you think, and he, he should get a good enough run in front. Um, I think Eliza Bill will settle forward. I, I don't think Sparks will be flying, though. Um, actually, Eliza Bill's one I'm might be interested in backing. I see it's getting out to around $7 in places. That is nearly good enough to tempt me. Um, she's out of as a Beale mare, so you would think um, 1600 would be up her alley and obviously well documented her um, bad luck in the, the race last Saturday. Um, I, I, I weaned Peltzer over Prime Star and Acrophobic out of the um, Stan Fox. Um, they certainly took ground off him, but they're going to be facing the same task again. Um, to a greater or lesser extent. So, if, I don't know, if I could get better than 350 Peltzer, I might chime in to it, and I might back Eliza Beal anyway, but I'll um, certainly make up my mind uh, on the day in this case, I think. Yeah, that's pretty what much What do you right. think, Peltzer, sorry, sorry, Pete, uh, Peltzer beat Eliza Beal quite comprehensively last time they met through the winter in the wet, um, and I think meets Peltzer worse at the weights as well. So do you think Eliza Beal's improved since then? Or, yeah, or, I think this yeah. prep, definitely. Um, and maybe it's a dry track thing, um, which may or may not come into play on Saturday, but um, I thought she went really well at Hawkesbury, and then, you know, factoring in the bad luck um, she had last Saturday, she's gone just as well, uh, I thought. So... I think she's definitely improved in her last two starts. Yep, I think that's Whether correct. it's enough to, you know, beat Peltzer is another matter. I certainly have Peltzer top pick, but um, yeah, and I think the 1600 could actually be what she's been looking for. Yeah, I've got the same three numbers. And again, it's not necessarily a race that I'm too keen to be jumping into at this stage, but it's one that certainly by race six on the day, uh, just using the first couple of races on the car just to get the iron and see what uh, what the conditions are throwing up but uh yeah certainly it's pretty much pinned down to, to those couple of chances as you mentioned and, and much the same in terms of pricing as well for myself there uh race seven the navision group three for the four-year-olds and upwards over 1200 up will come the market and then the the speed map to follow mark Sheen, i'll start with yourself here there's probably quite a few angles that you can attack this race was there one of the form lines that you thought was slightly better than the others 
Look, I'm going with uh, Wonderbar here. I never thought I'd be tipping her in a Nevison, but um, she has been freshened up uh, from her last uh, run in the Tibby where she'd missed the start and got a lot further back than I thought she would. She didn't have a great deal of luck a couple of runs before that, but she does race very well fresh, and if we do get some rain later in the day, she is uh, very good when there's sting out of the track. So I thought back to 1,200 metres, got a nice draw there, Barry, number four. Few horses here coming back in distance as well alongside her, but I just thought she mapped quite well, and I thought at around six or seven dollars she represented a good bit of value. Uh, Jen rules not necessarily probably in her favour to come back in distance, but um, I thought it was a little bit too negative on her last start when she got back, wasn't ridden up as she had been at the previous start, just gave away too much start. So I thought it was the main danger. So six from four. Excuse me, six from four, which is plenty of angles in the race for sure. Yeah, exactly right. I was going to have something small and tricky. Gal just at the price. Again, another horse that wasn't necessarily suited last start, has a wet track figure in the past, actually did pretty well third up there last prep as well. So at the, the price, I'm just going to have something small on that. <clears throat> um, Mark Roden, have you got anything that you're happy to have a stab at here? Um, yeah, I've got a theory on top and it's, about just about back at around 460 no edge there really at that price so i don't know if i'll back it or not the thing i like about her is i mean she, she's there on figures for me and um she she sort of brings a different strain of form to this race she beat the males in a benchmark 88 last start um these have sort of been running in the um most of these have been running in the uh, feature fillers and mares races so far this spring which haven't been super high quality with the exception of some winners like and um so on but um i'm hopefully on her of course um i don't think none of these are of that level and i just did obviously has a great affinity for the rambic 1200 one of our last two starts this track and distance um i think she'll get a reasonable run and i yeah like i say i don't think the opposition is that strong blazing miss interests me uh, a bit as well another one to have beaten the males first up um, out to 1,200 now. Um, yeah, just I, I, I just think all those horses that have been racing each other, more or less, like, um, you know, Positive Peace, Sweat Deal, Avalanche General, Seasons, even, well, Wanderbar came through the TV slightly different, but I, I, I had a bit of trouble sorting them out, so I'd rather look uh, slightly away from them with the theory and maybe Blazing Mist, but it's, I found it one of the harder races on the, on the card. Just quickly on Positive Peace, they... In the stewards' report last started, mentioned that uh, the jockey thought that the horse might have choked down, and here goes the tongue tie on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, how much do you read into that? Her, her best would win this, but her best has generally been leading at thirteen fifty to fifteen fifty, and she's dropping back pretty sharply to twelve hundred here. So I, yeah, don't know, do not yeah. know. But, but her run behind subpoena was a beauty, wasn't it? When that's she ran four, she was badly held up there. But it's, that's the thing. She's got to come back from 16, hasn't she? Yeah. that's If it, if it was 1,400, I'd be pretty keen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll have a look at uh, the benchmark 88, the 1,200 uh, metre race in race eight. Uh, Yao Dash has been scratched. Um, so that's going to change a few speed maps and uh, also just add a few deductions into the market. Uh, Mark Sheen, Hilo, it's uh, caused a few nightmares. Are you sticking with the horse drawn gate one? Uh, I am. I'm hoping gate one's okay if we do get some rain. Um, look, Yao Dash uh, 
looked to be the fly in the ointment to me uh, doing the form for this race. Didn't look to be a massive amount of speed mm. uh, with the Yao Dash out of the race now, probably in and up or roll forward early. Outrageous might go forward, but certainly from barrier number one, I would assume that Hilo would race a lot closer than it did, uh, particularly last start, and should be there ready to pounce. So uh, I'll give it one more go, Peter. Um, Superium uh, didn't have a great deal of luck last start in a, a race that was probably a little too short for him. He is a bit of a horse that is always flashing home and uh, never quite gets the job done, but um, I think from a soft draw there, he down on the limit or close to the limit, uh, he looked the main danger. But Hilo, the best of the day for me in uh, race number eight. All right, excellent. I was going to ask if uh, if I was truly insane by having Superium on top, but uh, it's one of it's one of Rob Scurry's, and I can't wait to see what he says out of the yard because it could be dangerous by this time of day. Mark Roden, uh, your thoughts in race eight? Yeah, I like Hilo. Uh, Hilo, take your pick. Um, I'm pretty keen on it too. I think it's far too close to pandemic in the mm. early market, uh, considering where they both appear to map. I agree that Hilo looks to, he could even be box seat here, or, you know, or three back at worst. And um, Rachel kind of owes me a good ride out of barrier one after what she did on Ethereum against this, this one last time. So <laughs> we'll leave it up to her. She is going very well, uh, Rachel King, very good jockey. Uh, I think, yeah, the sort of price you can get is uh, 360. I've got him shorter than that, so I'll, I'll be on. Uh, I think Pandemic will appreciate 1,200 now, but look, I, I can't see how he's not back and wide here. Yeah. Uh, and unless they're just cartwheeling down the outside fence for the, you know, seems pretty unlikely. I think he's got a little bit of a task. Uh, Superium, I think, probably looking for 1,200 too, got a chance. I might save on Bound to Win, who, I, the way she gave up last time suggests she might have just completely had it. You got, uh, there's... As has been mentioned, there's not going to be much speed here. She should be up on the speed somewhere, and if it's a softer trip and she finds something like her best form, and she's going to be out near 20 to 1, I could, um, I could kind of play the saver on her. But um, other than that, no, I'm, I'm pretty strong on Hilo. Okay. Do you think Very they'll ride bound to win a bit uh, quieter, considering well, the way she bolted the other day? <laughs> you would think so, but I think even if they... Uh, unless they totally neck her, uh, I think she's going to find herself up in the first probably four to five anyway. Because I, I, I really struggle to find a leader. There's, there's not a natural. Yeah, there's no, there's no speed there now, is it? Yeah. All right. Uh, it will cap off what looks uh, an interesting day, as you both alluded to. There are some, actually, some pretty decent betting races on the card. Mark Sheen, you've thrown out Hilo as your best. Do you have anything else on the card that you're looking at at this stage? Um, yeah, I thought another one of the Godolphins, Destination. Look, race three is an interesting race. We've got Destination on the lead and the bopper uh, dominating the market there. But um, I just thought Destination had that form around Wild Ruler. Admittedly, on the lead has fairly similar form. But um, it's had that trial since the run. Looks to map quite well from barrier number two to my eye on the lead. Can be a bit dodgy at the start. And I don't know what to make of the boppers run the other day. He looked very trained up to my eye. It looked like he'd had a couple of runs, actually. So I'm not sure if he's got many runs in him. So I'd rather be on destination um, just be, before they parade and have a look at them anyway. But he's paraded beautifully the last couple of runs. So I think he'll present in good order. And I'd, I'd like to see what the bopper looks like after having a hard run first up. All right. Sounds good. Mark Roden, for yourself, uh, any best on the card or anything that you're looking to lay at this stage? Um, very similar. I like Destination 2. I like Hilo, as mentioned. And um, 
Oh, people probably throw things at me, but I think Icepath might have finally found her race in the last. Um, They're all come back to haunt us. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this isn't much of a race. This, she, you know, she's racing Alligator Blood and Flip last time, racing Petronius and Vegas Jewel this time, and three kilos off for the informed Tom Sherry. This, you know, this really could be it for her. I think. Yeah. Yeah. D Day. It's D Day. It's, it seems like it's D-Day for quite a few runners there on Saturday. There seems That's like there's a lot of horses that have been thrown out a few times. We've all backed them, and they yeah. finally get their chance to uh, to redeem themselves to a certain extent. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. It's a big weekend coming up. Uh, can't wait for it. We'll talk about it on Monday. Uh, all the best to you both. Mark Roden, especially, to the Tigers. Good luck. Mark Thank Shane, you. do you have any, any interest in either of the grand finals coming up? I'm on Penrith at uh, $7.80, so I've shopped all right. That doesn't mean they'll win, but um, <laughs> fingers crossed for the, the mountain men. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, guys, enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk about it on Monday. Excellent.